Welcome to Soulful Jewish Living, Mindful Practices for Every Day, with me, Josh Fagelson. Among other things, I'm a rabbi, and I've dedicated my life to the study and practice of Jewish mindfulness. And in this show, I'll be our guide to help you and me and all of us develop some tools we can use to slow down this fast-moving, anxiety-producing world we live in. Our hope is that each episode will help you pause, take a breath, reflect, and slow down a little bit. And if we're doing it right, you'll walk away with some simple practices to help you develop a little more awareness, a little greater calm, and maybe a little deeper connection to the amazing tradition we call Jewish life. I'm grateful you're here, and I hope you benefit from our time together. I have three children, Jonah, Micah, and Toby. When Jonah and Micah were little, I remember they would come downstairs when they woke up and I'd say, good morning, what would you like for breakfast? Normal question. But then there would be this inevitable, unsatisfying back and forth. I don't know. Cheerios? No. Cornflakes? No. Pancakes? No. Well, tell me what you do want. I don't know. After it went on like this for a minute, I'd wind up deciding for them. Okay, here's some Cheerios. Take it or leave it. If you've been a parent or a child, and all of us have been at least one of those, then some version of this exchange might sound familiar. It's annoying and frustrating. It never made me feel good about myself, and something always bothered me about it. One day it hit me. I was starting with the wrong question. What do you want for breakfast is way too open-ended. It puts so much work on the kid, especially early in the morning. And it also suggests something a little too, maybe presumptuous, as though I'm enabling my kids to feel, of course I can have whatever I want for breakfast. My children have, thank God, never known hunger or deprivation. But really, I want them to be aware of the gift of food and of the privilege it is to even have choices in the morning. So I changed the question. I narrowed it. Instead of asking, what do you want for breakfast? I shifted very subtly to, which of these would you like? Cheerios, cornflakes, or pancakes? Three options, choose one. Less work for them, less negotiating for me, and a little more sense that I'm not a custom order private chef at their beck and call. Another way to understand what I did here was that I shifted from the open-ended value of chesed, that expansive, loving connection we talked about in our last episode, to the more limiting and containing value of gvura, or setting wise boundaries, which is our theme for this week. Quick refresher, we're in the second week of the Omer period, which runs for seven weeks between Passover and Shavuot. In effect, I said, yes, I love you. That's the chesed part. That's why I'm taking care of your breakfast for you. But no, gvura also matters. You can't have anything you want. There are limits to what I can do, so let's work within those limits. I don't know about you, but I'm prone to overcommitting. It's uncomfortable to say no. I want people to be happy, so I want to say yes. But saying yes too often and too easily can quickly become a problem for everyone. In our Jewish mindfulness practice, we can think of gvura as the natural complement to chesed. You can't really have one without the other. If chesed is that loving connection that motivates us to care for others, to give selflessly, to sacrifice our time and energy and money, gvura is what helps us to say, you know, I'm only human. I can't go on infinitely. I need some rest. I need some food. 
I need some alone time. Gvura is the mindfulness practice of setting limits, of saying no with awareness and self-compassion. Gvura is a virtue I feel like I need to work on a lot. Here's one way I try to do that, and you're invited to try it out too, either right now or next time you get a five-minute break. You ready? Okay. Close your eyes. Try to visualize someone coming to you with a really exciting and heartfelt request. Maybe it's your friend asking if you can go out tonight, when you know you also have a big exam soon. Maybe it's someone from work asking you to take on some new responsibility. Maybe it's a sibling or a child of yours who really wants to do something fun with you. Try to imagine the sensations here and really feel them. If you're like me, you want to say yes. Maybe you're feeling flattered. Maybe you don't want to let this person down. Maybe you're afraid of disappointing them. Maybe it's another sensation or a combination of them. Just notice the feelings. Now, here's the crucial part. Pause. You might even say, huh, I notice excitement is arising, or flattery, or fear of disappointment. The point is to name it. Put your finger on the sensation, the feeling that's coming up. And create a little separation. You are not these feelings. You have a choice. And before you make that choice, while you're still in this pause zone, think ahead a little bit. What might happen if I say yes to this? Are there other commitments I won't be able to keep? Is it going to cost me sleep or time or exercise or something else important? Try to visualize what it might be like a month from now if you say yes. If the image that comes to mind includes letting people down later on, or being exhausted or sick or anxious, remind yourself, I have a choice to make here. I have the power of choice. Give yourself permission. Encouragement, even. It's not just okay to say no. It might well be good to say no. Because by saying no to this, I'm saying yes to other important things. Then try out how it feels to say no. Does it feel better than if you had just reactively said yes? I want to tell you, I find this to be such a hard practice, but it's so important. In our world that is so connected all the time, it can feel difficult, if not impossible, to create good boundaries. But we are human beings. Our bodies, our minds, our spirits need time and space. Vura is about giving ourselves that time and space, about saying no to some things so that we can offer a full-hearted yes to others. So give this practice a try and let us know how it goes for you. Blessings for the journey. I hope you'll join us next time. Thank you for joining us for Soulful Jewish Living, Mindful Practices for Every Day, a production of Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media, and the Institute for Jewish Spirituality. This episode was sponsored by Jonathan and Corey Califer and the Somerset Patriots, the Bridgewater, New Jersey-based AA affiliate of the New York Yankees. If you like this show, subscribe, give us five stars, and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Check out Jewish Unpacked for everything Unpacked related and subscribe to our other podcasts. And check out the Institute for Jewish Spirituality. Most importantly, be in touch. Write to us at mindfulness at jewishunpacked.com. This episode was hosted by me, Rabbi Josh Fagelson. Audio was edited by Rob Perra and were produced by Rifki Stern. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. I want to let you know about a wonderful new opportunity for folks in their 20s and 30s. It's called Shedit, and it's our new live weekly 30-minute Jewish mindfulness meditation set on Monday nights, hosted by Rebecca Schisler. You'll be able to practice along with other spiritual seekers from all over, and we even have a great WhatsApp group for you to connect. Go to jewishspirituality.org to find out more. That's jewishspirituality, all one word, dot org. Thanks.